I, I'll give you a little little foreshadowing. Uh, think about what kind of pie you like. That's how deep our questions are. Okay. Corey Hatfield, and you're listening to JVJ. Uh, with me is JDS, yeah, and Jush or Josh, whatever you want to call. That's fine. And then our guest today is Angela Pepper, best known for, for me anyways, the Eli Carter uh, and the Ghost Hunters, uh, Ghost Hackers. But then you also wrote the Wisteria Witches and what was the other one? Something Crime Murder. Afternoon murder <laughs> series, right? Uh, yeah, uh, stormy day mysteries. Ah, oh. that's so close. I like I like the way you had to think of the name. <laughs> that way, we don't have to feel as well, bad. You wrote so many books, right? Oh yeah, and you guys, you don't even know about my romance past. Your romance past? Oh, no, we did not know about your know. romance. Oh god, yeah. Wow, yeah. it's yeah. amazing how many authors we have on that used to write erotica. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's where it all starts, huh? I yeah. had a ghost erotica. It's just like uh, Reese Witherspoon started writing, writing erotica. <laughs> I don't, that, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Okay. That's well. how she got her acting career. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. I did not know that. I know she's got an audiobook club where she, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Josh she... is lying to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we, you don't know because everybody uses pen names, so she could have wrote erotica. <laughs> she could have, know- yeah. Did you know Stephen King used a pen name? Oh, are you talking about... Okay. Did if, you like, know, if you don't know that, you're not allowed to be a writer. Did you I know think. Dr. Seuss used a pen name? Crazy. Right. Well, it's Theodore Geisel is his real name, right? Oh, my gosh. And he, he, what, cheated on his wife a lot? Isn't that what he's best known for? <laughs> I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. That's, that's what I That's what I hear. So, uh... Your Eli Carter series. Do you have plans to write many more of those? No, I wanted to, but unfortunately I'm a victim of, uh, what do you call it, market forces. <laughs> um, I like money, so. Yeah, but I'll buy yeah. it. I know. <laughs> One. <laughs> He'll buy it. That's two. First off, you won't buy it. You'll wait for her to send, you'll wait for it to be on Audible and then have oh. her send you a free credit. No, I will buy it. I swear. Yeah, no, I love I love that series, and probably my number one fan lives with me and bugs me all the time to write more. Um, because the character Eli Carter is loosely based on my husband, who was a delivery driver when I met him. And a lot of Eli's foibles come from my husband directly. So I don't know why he wants me to write books that make fun of him, but he does. <laughs> well, hang on. Was the girlfriend based on you? Because she was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I think there's a little Brenda in everyone. Wow. 
Do you have a cat at home? I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, he's he's 21 years old, and Whoa. he must he must be drawing life force out of us somehow. Yeah. That's creepy. <laughs> 21 <laughs> long time for it. It is. 21 a long time for anyone. Yeah. He's cute though. He's really cute. When you say 20 year old cat, my first thought is not cute. It's probably it's like cracky. <laughs> you gotta carry him around <laughs> in this in a skateboard or something. Wheel him around the house. What's your cat? Um, <laughs> my cat. Well, Eli? yeah, it's it's funny because he's been so old for so long that I never <laughs> mention him or talk about him in my author's notes because I think you know as soon as I start talking about him, like poof, he's going to be gone the next day. But at this point, we've just resigned ourselves to never going on holidays, never leaving town. We just have to be here and give this cat medication twice a day. His his name is his name is Freddy. Freddy. Is he yeah. named after Freddie Mercury or Freddie Krueger? Or Freddie he is Freddie. named he is named after Robert Redford. So it's Redford. Okay. Freddie Freddie. Yeah, uh, our vet told us this horrible story. We brought him in for a checkup and our vet said, Oh, I know another orange cat named Redford. And this other cat, they got in a fight with him and the other cat bit his dick off. Whoa. Oh my goodness. That's why you don't fight with your dick out. That's <laughs> rule number one. Right? What kind of vet are you going to? <laughs> I, I find like the strangest veterinarians and doctors and dentists. I went to a dentist checkup once and I was complaining about having cavities and that my other friends didn't. And he said, well, cheer up. They might get cancer. Who's that? Dr. Isaac Yankum? I live in Canada. Hold teeth out. That's hilarious. You live in Canada? I live in Canada and things are just a little different here, I think. Do you know Steve Campbell? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do? No, no, it sounds like I should. Is it a is that our prime minister? I wouldn't know. Do you know <laughs> Okay. He might be. Well, do you know Chris Gray? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's from Canada. He reads dirty books. Steve Campbell is a is a great narrator. Okay. Oh, that's okay. awesome. Yeah, if you need oh, one narrated, look into him and pay him a lot of money. Um, He's he he helped get our podcast on the map by being so popular. <laughs> I uh, so these guys listened to Ghost Hackers or something, and this is gonna be I, great. I started with uh, the Wisteria Witches. Is is Wisteria based on a town in real life? No. Yes and no. It's all um, about alliteration. It's just what you want every yeah, town no. to be. Well, officially, no, but at the time when I started writing it, we were thinking about moving to a town called Victoria, which is on Vancouver Island. And it actually does have a bit of a reputation for having a high percentage of witches, like real ones, not not like TV ones. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> you might want to check here. Like people who practice Wicca? Wiccan? Yes. Yes, Wiccans? that kind. The, okay. the kind I, I hope aren't reading my books because then they terrible reviews that my witchcraft is not very realistic no no you just wait <laughs> all you're not a, a wiccan no i know hard to believe i do have some incense i did go i was hey. having a i was having a bad week and i thought well you know maybe i'll give this witchcraft a chance i went i bought some uh incense and then i, I just felt better so i didn't have to burn it or do any of the chanting yes cory once broke his <laughs> leg and then he rubbed essential oil on it and everything was fine fixed it <laughs> It's crooked. It's weird. But it smells like lemon, so it's all good. (laughs) So he's pretty much a Wiccan. 
Now, uh, I assume everything in your books have some basis in reality. So when you and your husband got together, did you force him to buy all new underwear that he gave to someone he worked with as all his old underwear? <laughs> that is that a really random question, or is that something I wrote? That's something <laughs> you wrote in a book. And that, was, that was my favorite part. That was of both the, of our favorite part of that entire series. Of the ghost hackers. Where Eli... Oh, oh, I can't remember his name. The Who's who's the head ghost hacker? Like the cool guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't know either! Not, uh, <laughs> uh, not Diesel, because that's the other guy. Um, just a sec. What's, who's the cool guy on Ghost Hackers? Who's the cool guy? My husband is here. How's um, it going? Who's, is that, who's that's the, guy? the real who's, Eli? Who's, yeah, it is. Who's the guy who's based on Ranger? What's his name? See, you're putting us on the spot. Well, this oh, is so this... embarrassing <laughs> for you, not for us. This is good we'll for us. We finally out. know something. <laughs> we will. Oh no! See, I'm nervous. You put me. Oh, he's leaving in shame now. My husband was here briefly, and now he's leaving in shame. <laughs> it's it's. He doesn't fine. find it odd. He doesn't find it odd to walk into the room and see me talking to three guys on the laptop. He just comes in, doesn't <laughs> answer a question, and leaves. <laughs> He assumes it's business. We're all wearing the same shirt. So yeah. <laughs> no, you got me. Uh, the, like the Eli, the Eli Carter books I wrote. Um, oh yeah, his name is Khan. The character's name is Khan. Yeah. Con, okay. Con. Yeah. Tell her about um, the Khan. Well, him, him, and Eli and Khan were standing at someone's front door waiting for them to open it, and Eli was explaining that he had to throw out all his old <laughs> underwear because his girlfriend made them. And Khan said that it's just broken in and asked if he could buy them. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the best part. <laughs> the best thing I've ever read in my life. We'd like you to throw that into some other book, too. <laughs> I, oh, I that's crazy. That this, is a, this is a particular issue because underwears are not expensive. Well, <laughs> or, I'm sorry, they are expensive. I don't know why I said it backwards, but they're very expensive. Like underwears, $10 a pair. Well, you guys, You guys have never bought your own underwear. Like, come on. You, you get underwear for Christmas. No. no. That's where underwear comes from. My my I would die if I got underwear for Christmas. I am all about having things that I don't like need for Christmas. I want the the I want the biggest like <laughs> toy. I want something I would never buy myself. I will admit that I inherited some some underwear when grandpa died. <laughs> yes, when our, I had some of that too. <laughs> and I wore that for years. When our grandpa passed away, we ended up with a few pairs of I don't like underwear. So, but they were like tiny whiteies, but they were a different color. <laughs> eventually, I did go on to buying my own, and then I also, I one day I made the decision to throw out all my old socks and just buy all the same socks. So I never. Oh yeah, that's anymore. that's called sock bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. I I have two children. I can't afford any of that buying new underwear. Yeah, and he socks. just. He just throws them away and then just I, deals. I waited till my brother threw out all his socks and I went and got them. So now all my socks are mismatched every day. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that was that was definitely my favorite part of the Eli Carter series. It was just that that whole series is full of very clever, funny things. It makes me sad that you're not writing more because I feel like you've just barely scratched the surface of that whole world. Like the 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 big exploded part that no one goes into. Maybe we can explore that some. Um, Maybe you could just re-release them with different covers, and then people will buy them. Oh, I've I've done that. <laughs> no, it's really funny. You learn you learn a lot about the. I mean, I've been publishing for almost ten years now, 
well, eight years. Um, and you, you just learn so much about what people want. And uh, as writers, we have this weird thing where we want to write the thing that people don't want. And so it's like the less popular something is, like the more we love it. And anyway, no, Eli, Eli Carter and that whole series is very, it's very dear to me and I do want to write more, but I also just, I just like money and having it come in and <laughs> I know it's terrible. People don't admit it, but it's nice. It's nice to get paid for your work. So and and the, your- the, Wisteria, the Wisteria, which is series is twisted. It is dark and twisted and weird and it gets weirder as it goes. But instead of a kind of a hapless male character who's always screwing things up, I have a more kind of take charge female character who kind of knows what's going on. And people like that a lot more. The Wisteria Witches, I have to say, dark and twisted is the exact opposite of what I would say that it is. (laughs) But I only got through the first book, so maybe it gets more dark and twisted. I'd also like to add on that there are... We, I think we've played out strong female characters enough. Mm-hmm. I want to see some females fucking up big time, just like the men. I also <laughs> want to say that the first book, she did not seem to know what she was doing. She was such, she was in denial the whole book. It's like, what the heck do you have to do to realize the toaster trying to kill you? I know, it's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard to draw out the suspense for a bunch of chapters and like I hate that part in the hero's journey where the hero refuses the call to adventure. It's just so like dull. And, mm-hmm. and you think as a writer and as a creator, you think, Oh, we know you're going to refuse the call and then you're going to go anyway. Just, just go, just do it. And I appreciate it so much in a, in a show or a book when they do that. But then, but then you're writing your own stuff and, and you, Oh, you have to do it. <laughs> He's just refusing. You guys, have, uh, you guys have wild animals there in your studio. Something. <laughs> We what are you dying plugging that into? Your headphone jack? This is professional. <laughs> He's the guy with the questions, so we have to have his phone be charged. Hang on, let me go grab a battery pack. Well, it's really it's really great that you guys read my book and enjoyed it. I it's it's really sweet. I don't I don't get out to book signings or uh, I don't do a ton of social media with readers and stuff. Um, it really means a lot to hear nice words from my fellow creatives. So thank you. I liked, uh, oh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I liked in the, the Wisteria Witches the the relationship between the, the daughter and the mom. I've heard it described as Slime Girl. It reminds me a lot of this uh, Slime Girl book. I've, it's my favorite book. It's called Slime Girl. The, the one that you wrote? I didn't write it. Wait, no, who wrote Slime Girl? Which one? I you? did. My brother oh, okay. wrote it. Gotcha. Okay. The, the okay. relationship between the, the mom and the daughter are very... It's very well so, written. It reminds me of uh, Gilmore Girls. Were you a Gilmore Girls fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not uh, not when it was first on the air, because I found it too upsetting to watch. Because um, mm-hmm. it just wouldn't shut up. Yeah. It's yeah. like, stop <laughs> refusing the call to action and go fucking do something. Yeah. No, Gilmore Girls is amazing. Um, Storytelling-wise, all of the big scenes and the big action, a lot of it takes place off off screen and so it's almost like reaction after reaction scene as it's almost like there's a there's more discussing what happened than actually showing what happened they do do something really different with that do you remember the episode where jess got a car and then you found out he was working at walmart and then the dude who owned the diner made fun of him (laughs) 
That always upset me because he's just trying to make his way in life. Why you got to make fun of the kid? Jess Luke's nephew. Do you know who these people are? He eventually becomes an author. Peter Petrelli. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And he got a car. Yeah. And then the diner guy was saying he stole it, basically accusing him the whole episode. And then Peter says, "I work at Walmart." And then his uncle's like, "Ha ha 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 ha! You work at Walmart. How dare you try to make a living?" That was probably like season one out of thirteen. But <laughs> glad you latched onto that part. That's the only part I saw. <laughs> that that ruined the show for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could. I can't. I can't tolerate that kind of thing. That's the that young man is growing. He needs a good father figure. He was a hoodlum. We were all hoodlums at one point. His mom eventually got right, Angela. Guys, can we stop talking about Gilmore Girls for a minute? Let me Just say one more thing about it. We're just gonna say one more thing about Gilmore okay, Girls. Right. Uh, it's packed full of stars. Oh like, my gosh! Like you look at all the minor people who are in it. Adam Brody. There's already a podcast about uh, Gilmore Girls. Right? Who is that dude who played uh, Luke on on? DLC? No, One Tree Hill. That guy. Was it? No, okay, it doesn't. Hill. Yeah. So, do you write Lucas? for a living? Yeah. Is that your ever call him Luke? Your job? Peyton called him Luke all the we'll time. We'll just let them finish. We can just. <laughs> just take Chad, Michael Chad Michael oh Murray was you in it. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> both but, of the Supernatural boys. But do you remember when Chad? Michael yeah, John Hamm was in it briefly. John, John Hamm. He was I could be wrong. Didn't he, seen. didn't he date someone? Didn't he date her? Like, I'm sure uh, he dated the mother and the daughter. Lorelai. <laughs> Way to go, John Hamm. Mm-hmm. I like John Hamm. He was in that episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Okay. Um, so do you write for a living? Is that all you is that is that what you do for a living? Yeah, that's it. That's that's oh, all. That's that, all. Yeah. 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 Well, really I, but you 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 publish as well, right? You publish other authors? Um, I'm currently, I'm just publishing one other author who's like a friend and I'm kind of collaborating on a book. Yeah. Didn't you send me codes to like five people's books? No. (laughs) Just two people. I was two. You're right. I don't know why I thought it was a bunch. (laughs) Because of. Well, it was a bunch of books, which I appreciate. You sent me a bunch of free audiobooks. And it was not like, to say you'll do that for everyone, but but if you <laughs> buy a book, they might we'll, get an extra. Book. We'll leave your email address so people can contact you. <laughs> your friend that you're publishing, uh, her book is a similar to your your. Sorry, I want to call it Saturday Morning Mysteries, but that's not right. What is your? Oh, other? like it's a cozy, it's a cozy mystery series. Yeah, it's similar yeah. to that. Yeah, it's more. Um... <clears throat> Like I like I worked with her on the concept, and so it's more like a like a sitcom. So each episode is a standalone, and there's not a big narrative arc that goes across a bunch of episodes. I like I like the sound of that a lot. Have it's you ever fun seen for Frasier? Creative. What's that? Frasier? Have you ever seen Frasier? Oh my god, I love Frasier. One of my yes! favorite things. <laughs> one of okay. my favorite things is watching behind the scenes interviews on my favorite shows. Frasier is one of them and Seinfeld is the other one. What was your favorite episode of Frasier? Josh Stout hates Frasier so I don't much. Hate Frasier. And no one it's knows why. Like, we do we talk about it every episode. It's you because, talk about Becker every episode. Well, Becker You always try to turn it into a Becker conversation and then you're like, "Oh, did you read Brandon Sammerman?" Yeah, okay. <laughs> Brandon Sammerman. <laughs> That's his favorite author. Wheel of Fortune's my favorite book. Okay, can we just... Yeah, let's get back to Frasier. What was your favorite... Let's talk about Frasier for a while. Let's talk about Frasier for a while. My... uh, I don't know. My favorite episode was probably uh, Daphne's Wedding. 
to Donnie, but I mean, there, there's a close second where uh, where Niles and Daphne throw the dinner party because that's what at the beginning of the episode where mm-hmm. they have a whole ruined dinner party shoved in the first. Oh minutes. yeah, it's amazing. So go ahead. What was your that favorite episode? episode? I can't I can't think of an episode, but I like watching the on youtube just to get a quick hit i'll watch the compilations of like the best niles burns and <laughs> he's really mean like <laughs> <laughs> well when you watch him over and over he doesn't hold yeah. back like in real life if you knew someone like that you would you would watch out <laughs> <laughs> watch your back fraser i think it's watch crazy how much niles and fraser look alike you know yeah. like they picked the perfect person to be his brother well no yeah, they did well hang on Here's some behind-the-scenes stuff. He wasn't going to have a brother. Or a father. They were both oh, dead. Or a father. Or his dad was dead in tears. Yeah. Well, he wasn't going to have a brother, but they specifically wrote the part for him because he looked so much like Frasier did in the first episode of Cheers he was in. <laughs> Mind blown. Oh, I did not know that. Niles was in Cheers? No. <laughs> Frasier. When Frazier started in Cheers, he looked exactly like Niles did at the start of Frasier. Oh, yeah. I kind of, I have to say, I kind of feel like maybe I should leave the podcast and uh, Angela can join it and then <laughs> talk about Frasier all the then time. Then how would we make horse jokes? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. So speaking of her being on a podcast, I believe you have a podcast you wanted to talk about. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, that was my, that was my threat. When you guys asked me to come on, I said... I said I was going to promote my podcast, and it's um, well, I think we have about twenty regular listeners. Hey, that's so. about twenty more than we have. We <laughs> like to chase away our fans by only posting new episodes. Never. We oh, that is not even true. They, when was they, our last episode posted? Well, I don't. You know what? It doesn't matter, Josh. But it was not never. The question sent in today was by Renee Bergman, and she said uh, we need to engage with our fans more. <laughs> We read questions from fans every episode. Well, she didn't feel like we were engaging enough. Probably the lack of posting. We posted an episode this month. Yeah, yeah. that's good. We're a monthly podcast. Larry Doyle was the last one we posted. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't think we have that many to edit. Three. You could ignore us for a second. This is just the part where we fight. Wait, you guys edit? <laughs> so what was your we- podcast? I'm going to subscribe right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's called Seven Funny Things with Jesse and Tamara. Uh, Jesse is my friend that I met at uh, Improv last year when I got super big into doing improv. There's huge money in improv, by the way. If you think authoring yeah. is good, <laughs> improv just really levels Everything's it up. Everything's about money with you. You need to just... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Improv is the is the opposite of having a career. But um, that was really fun. Tamara's and... your other friend, right? No, Tamara is my uh, my actual real life name. Oh, oh yeah, don't no, I'm say sorry. That out loud. <laughs> no, <laughs> my immersion. It's not a. It's not a. I don't know. It's not a big secret. I, f- I feel weird, but like I've never published anything under my actual name. What, so when what I had about my... when you were writing all that erotica and you were under <laughs> Tamara Pepper? Is that not you? Oh gosh, no, no. And luckily, my family still hasn't found out. So well. <laughs> You know, it's funny. People don't care if you write about murder and they don't think that you actually murder people. But like you write about spanking a billionaire and everyone in the family just gets all excited about it. Well, I'm excited. I'm, I'm uh, I feel like they if they don't know, they would that would make a great Christmas present. Right. Yeah. 
a big bundle of erotica written by, by their daughter. <laughs> Boom. Well, my uh, my greatest achievement artistically was probably the porn parody of Labyrinth that I wrote. Okay. A lot of puppets, I assume. Um, you could say that. Oh, was the main character <laughs> David Blowy? Oh. oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. That is clever. He should have been your editor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are these on Audible? Oh, he's into it now. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I sold a, I sold a couple of, I sold a couple books to Tantor Publishing, and wow. and so a couple of the romance ones are on there. That's yeah, they were it. great to work. They were great to work with. I was really happy with them. And then they also did four of my. Uh, mystery books and again they were great but um, I'm doing self-publish on all my other audiobooks and I just crossed um, 10,000 units sold on audio oh, wow. on ACX wow. yeah and I mean I was in like, like the I was in like the 10 for the first year <laughs> like almost no sales and you but yeah it's really that. taken off <laughs> what's that you don't you, you don't want that you want to sell lots of books make lots of money and then disappear because it's all about the money for you. Well, and improv. I don't blame her though. No, I, she just wants to. Be, she wants to make a billion dollars and then just improv the rest of her life. He's just mad because you aren't planning on writing a sequel to the Eli Carter book. Oh, I. You know what? I. I think that I will. It's just. I mean, you, you want to also write make... it, send it to Josh. <laughs> yeah. Do you need well, a book reader? We'll just read it for you. The, the, in theory, I was going to do 26 books. So that's how big that series was. And you made it to three. I made it to three, yeah. You I made it to three, and then, and then in all fairness, that was when the KU apocalypse happened with Kindle Unlimited. And, like, I this is all I do for a living. Um, and so suddenly all my income was gone. So I had to scramble and find something to do. I have a would, question. Would get out there. I know. It's, it's horrible. I mean, when I say I like money, I... I, I just mean I like not having zero money. What does that mean? <laughs> what, what is what is the KU apocalypse? Kindle Unlimited. What was the apocalypse <laughs> with Kindle Unlimited? It yeah, the apocalypse was gave you no money. Yeah, it was all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like revenue just went down by like ninety percent or so, like almost overnight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it is it just was it because your books were not on Kindle Unlimited? It was because. Uh, in hindsight, we realized what was happening was people buy far more books than they ever read. And so people were just buying a ton of books. And then it switched to the system where we were getting paid on subscription. But it was way fewer books. And my the way I do my math, and then I had the books in Kindle Unlimited, and I actually did well with, with, some, with some titles in there. But people are reading far fewer books than they were buying. That's weird. It- don't you only get paid if they like go through yeah, a certain they're... amount of pages or something on it? That's it's what changed I changed. It's changed a few times over the years, and the current system, as of uh, July 2019, is in theory it counts per page, and you get paid per page. Josh looks confused because he just got on Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> no, I've been on Kindle Unlimited. You get like what point like point zero zero five cents per page. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know. So with some of the books that were, uh, depending on I the length of the book, like eight bucks. I'd be screwed because my book only has 18 pages. Oh, that, yeah, that's not it's good. It's a kid's book. <laughs> Get off my back. <laughs> they have a, yeah, they have a different thing. 
Aw. There's more than 18 words. If you count <laughs> Screek as a word. I, uh, I haven't written a book, so I... I yeah, look at this loser. Judge. I shouldn't judge him. So how many no. books have you actually wrote? Um, Written. you know, I have to, oh gosh. Well, it, you know, it's funny cause it depends on like the length of the books and like when you're writing romance, a lot of those are shorter. Anyway, long story short, I probably published over 2 million words. Do you shoot for a certain word count in each book? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, and I, I'm an outliner. I'm a, uh, my Myers-Briggs type is INFJ. And so I'm more. Yeah, we know what you mean for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're uh, INFJs are rare in the general population, but really common in writing circles. And INTJ is, is another one. Most a lot right. of science fiction authors right. are. Yeah. Oh, well, let's all put the let's put it on pause. Everyone do the Internet quiz. Junkie is the INJ. Yep. Yeah. That's the okay. uh, Internet yeah. Movie Database. Yes. Yes. Well, so good. what do these mean? Is that just the type of the way you write? Or is that... For a second, I thought that was the print you put it in. The, type, <laughs> the font. The font, yeah. It, it's... Uh, actually, I read a, a book a while ago that was um, a book about writing for the INFJ writer. And it talks about the psychology of writer's block and how it's different for different people. And I don't know. It's like they scooped open people's wins and you're not getting how dumb we are. We need you to take it down a scope. What is INFJ? Okay. So there are personality types. There are 16 of them. Okay. What's a personality? It's a, well, actually it's really good for developing characters in your book. You can use the, the 16 personality types to create characters. That are different from like yourself or like people. So it's kind of like a writing tool. It can be, person, yeah. And it's personality also, um, is basically a writing tool. Okay, I have a question that might be a little too personal. Are you sitting on a ball right now? Oh, am I bouncing around? I'm standing. I'm standing at my oh. kitchen counter. Okay. You can sit down. Yeah, take a seat. <laughs> Feel comfortable. I told you this is going to be a three or four hour interview. <laughs> there you go. Sit on the floor. Just yell up. Am I making you nervous? No, it's just that you were like, <laughs> whoa. I am kind of moving around a lot. Yeah, no, I have a, a sit-stand desk. Oh, okay. Uh, in the sense that I have a cardboard box on my kitchen counter that I put my laptop on sometimes. <laughs> That's pretty clever. Well, you, you can sit too much and you're... Not me. I'm... I disagree. <laughs> this guy watched Frasier through a RV headset, laying, VR. VR headset, laying down on the couch, so he didn't oh, have to move like his that? head. I haven't put the. We have my husband has the VR headset, but I haven't put it on yet because I'm worried about damaging my brain. <laughs> it's it's not that big a deal. It your your brain repairs itself. <laughs> I read that on Facebook. Um. So anyway, you have. So like when you when you sit down and write a book, you write your outline and then you write at the end of this book, it will be this many words long, period. I have a target in mind. Yeah. Is there just like a specific number like you're just like uh, this book's this this length of book sells better than a, you know, 50 hour audio book or something? Yes. (laughs) Good. Uh, Yes. Now Is the your best selling series right now? Is it the Wisteria Witches? Or yeah, is it... it is. Okay. Yeah. That's probably and, why you have so many of them, right? Yeah, so... and and I enjoy, I really enjoy writing them too. Um, not not so much that I don't take a little detour. So, for example, today I just finished writing a fifty thousand word book. 
um, came in. I was hoping to bring it in around 50,000 words because it's part of a trilogy. And sometimes I, I don't know, I get possessive about like my life and my time and stuff. And it's, it's, it's hard to take on a, a random, it's in a different style and it's a different series entirely. And so it's a big risk. Getting and back you, to erotica, huh? <laughs> it's a, it's kind of a romantic mystery. Gotcha. Okay. Are there yeah. witches in it or ghosts? No, no, it's completely, it's completely uh-huh. contemporary and it's set in sort of like a, like a fake version of Seattle. I was going to just put it in Seattle, but then, you Tom know. Tom Hanks, yeah, the, did you know? Frasier, is Frasier in this book? Ooh, I could do a <laughs> little Kelsey Grammer drop you in. You throw something in there. They could go to Cafe Nervoso? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, so it opens s- with her selling all her underwear because she's got a new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that was true. <laughs> Is the first of the series, you said it's going to be three? Yeah. And and it's um it's funny because I was uh, Josh I I haven't had a chance to read all of Slime Girl yet but I was reading I was reading a bit of it and I thought it was so fun that you have that kind of narrative style that's very informal. Mm-hmm. And... That's because I'm dumb and it helps. <laughs> <laughs> but I I already was partway through my book when I when I was reading yours and I thought that's so cool because. That's sort of a bit of the style that I'm doing with this new one. This so is how you, this is how you break to me that you also wrote a book called Slime Girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no slime girls in it at all. It's just it's, a romantic mystery. <laughs> now, is this the first uh, lit RPG book you've read? You said oh, you started no. reading those. I haven't. I I don't I don't play any video games, or I wouldn't even know where to start with the whole lit RPG thing. Well. Take one of your books and in the first chapter have them getting stuck in a video game. <laughs> That'll no, do but it. I mean, you have to have the stats and, no. and you have no, to make No, you the really game. don't. Just, His is very light lit RPG. Just say hit points once and you're, <laughs> you're gone. Yeah. Okay, well, there's a bit of a lit RPG reference in the book and then I have a character who I call Tiger Boo, which is <laughs> sort of my nickname for Michael Scott Earl. Mm-hmm. Who is a big lit RPG author. And has tiger boobs, of course. Well, I can't well, remember his name, so I just call him Tiger Boobs. Well, if you want, after you're finished with the book, just send it to me. I'll give it the, the lit RPG once over, and then we'll just sell it to those guys. Have oh. 50-50 split. So so <laughs> she writes one book, releases it, then sends it to you, and you may turn it into a lit RPG. Yeah. And then you sell it to another group of people. That's, That's a genius. good plan. Yeah. That's what we call in the business, double dipping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know you guys are joking, and yet that is literally the state of the publishing market. <laughs> these I thought days. you were going to say it's this a great is, idea. <laughs> this is going to work. I'll come up with some pen names for us. Real sly ones. No one knows. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm good. not going to do it on the spot. <laughs> Stop staring at me. I thought you were going to do your whole uh, Stephen King <laughs> oh, this, pen name. Yeah, Steph, yeah. I, I, uh, For some reason, I decided to Google Tiger Boobs. And Jessica Day comes up. Whoa. So, um, Damn it. who did you say the author was? Of uh, the, no, of the Tiger RPG. Boobs? Yeah, Tiger Boobs. Oh, Michael Scott Earl. Michael Scott Earl. I just wanted to. Sounds fancy. Yeah. Well, He's actually... Michael Scott makes me think of The Office. Earl um, makes right. me my name is Earl. Yeah. So, just a weird blend. Yeah. Does it look like there's a painting behind me? 
No, it looks like it's you're like really in cool. the deep, deep wilderness, but I forgot you were in Canada. Yeah, so it is the deep wilderness. Where's the snow? <laughs> it's over there behind the hill with my igloo. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what time is it there? I know you, you said you aren't good with the time zones. I'm not good with the time. It's um, 5.20 p.m. Oh, Pacific okay. Standard Time. So, I know. Last time we had a a Canadian let's on the not, podcast. Let's, come on, let's let's. They not. thought it was Wednesday. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. <laughs> we try not to stereotype you Canadians, but you do seem to have trouble with these time differences. <laughs> no. She just, she just says <laughs> no. You can't tell us no when you and I have email proof that you said I don't understand time zones. How how long have you lived in Canada? Oh, my whole life. Oh, yeah, okay. Here. But I don't have a I don't have a Toronto Eastern accent. I have a British Columbia say, accent. I have yet to hear a Canadian with an accent, so I'm kind of thinking that's all fake. I I thought it was really weird that you're like, oh, I'm from Canada, but then you you talk and sound like a real person. <laughs> you're gonna make Canadians hate us. I'm just kidding. Canadians already. Hate no, us. Like, Canadians don't hate anyone. No. They're very nice. Very nice. Yeah, like, that's. Steve, Steve's a pretty stereotypical Canadian. Yeah. Um. So back to your books. Do you have a how many how many words do you write per day? Do you have a goal or do you Will just you start quit writing? trying to compete with everybody. Just <laughs> no. write your books at your own speed. Dakota Kraut is who I have for oh, everyone God, competing that's with. That's not real. <laughs> I I mean I think like everyone who read Stephen King's memoir, I kind of shoot for two thousand words a day. It just it seems to be this universal number that we all shoot for. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know why. That's probably you, you've brought up Stephen King a lot. Are you a big fan of Stephen King, or is he just like what everybody thinks of when we think of writing? Well, he's very or is he there. He's he's an accomplished writer. He makes a lot of money, and we oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he wrote. Yeah, Cooper. I like I like Stephen King. I listened to I listened to his one of his new ones on audio, and The Outsider. Uh. Yeah, the one with the shapeshifter vampire thing. I love that. That was my favorite Stephen King book. Really? Yeah, I really, really loved it. There was something really unique about it, but I didn't. I guess it's uh kind of connected to his Mister Mercedes series, which I don't. I didn't know anything about, so I'm gonna start on that eventually. Yeah. Did you listen to the audiobook? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, audiobook. it was great. I don't know how to read. It, it was neat how it started off with the police reports. Mm-hmm. And it was like that kind of police report format, and then it changed. Kind of like a detective story. Yeah. 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 And I understand. I understand detective story and mystery plotting. So it was it was exciting to kind of see how he did that. He's great. I mean, he's a great writer. It's like we. I think we could all agree. He did, he did all right. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but he wrote the Green Mile. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, everyone knows that. No, not everybody does. Well, hang that. on. Most people think it's just on TV. Did you know he he wrote Pet Cemetery? Yes. Did you know Dexter narrated it? <laughs> his name isn't really Dexter. Out. What's his name? Like uh something. She's Hall? in the murder mystery. She loved Dexter. How do you know she's in the murder mystery? She writes them. Yeah, but that doesn't mean she's into them. They're just where ever, the money is. Did you ever see that show Dexter? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that. that's the guy who, who narrated Pet Cemetery. Really? That's so funny because I know him. I mean, I loved him in was Six Feet Under. Oh, he was the gay guy, right? Yeah, he was the he was phenomenal in that. I mean, that was a great 
series. I thought you were going to say that, like, you knew him. Yeah. No. <laughs> he's actually... Well, he's, he's not Canadian. Like him. Yeah, he's not he's... Canadian, so I don't know him. I only know Canadians. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. you know Mr. Uh, Mr. Tickle Trunk? What's his name? What is his oh, name? God, Mr. Dress Up? Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ernie something, rather. Yeah, no, we... Sadly, we lost him a couple years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah. No, okay. he was a big part have, of my life. You still have the littlest hobo, so you got something <laughs> to look forward to. We do, yeah. The Canadian. Thing. Oh gosh. <laughs> we also we also have Corner Gas. What's that? Which is oh my god. Uh, it's one of our best Canadian exports since maybe Kids in the Hall. Did you guys like Kids yes, in the Hall? Yes, I love Kids in the Hall. They came up I with did. Uh, the gazebo. <laughs> Squishing the heads. Oh, it's amazing. I actually went to a uh, improv sketch comedy workshop last fall with uh, Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. And it was just it was just an amazing experience. And it was when I was there talking to him in person that I suddenly realized how much of an influence like he had been on me. And like the whole troop and stuff. Anyway, I was totally fangirled. I did tell him I loved him. Um, <laughs> not embarrassed. I really yeah, love no, Dave no regrets. Everybody loves Dave Foley. He's great. Oh yeah, I would probably just die if I met like two of them at the same time. <laughs> they should. But, uh, in ways they should all just walk together at all times. Yeah, that'd be convenient <laughs> for their fans. Oh my god, wouldn't that make you okay? So they did a reunion show a, a couple years back. And like seeing them together is like seeing like your divorced parents get back together. Like it just fills you with so much love and hope. That would be horrible. You know? yeah. <laughs> what would happen to our stepdad? <laughs> not Dave. Yeah, maybe not yours. I guess maybe like <laughs> the only thing know? I know about improv is uh, and and Canada is how much I love uh, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, yeah, I do too. But I, we both know a little more about improv. Josh, Give me all your money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Josh, do a little improv right now. Tell us a dinosaur joke. No. Yeah, you. I told you earlier. I said, I freaking told you earlier. Think of a dinosaur joke. And now, hey, do you like improv. pottery? I know. I was setting you up. Okay, oh, shut up. Setting... Let's talk about pottery. Okay. Hey, we hear you like pottery. Yeah, I read a, I read a blurb online that you liked pottery. Is I this do like fact? pottery. Yeah, before I started writing, I took a year off and I just made pottery. What? Oh How does that gosh, happen? That's my dream job. Is your I husband won't... rich? No. No, I know. It's weird. Um, in hindsight, I think that was really irresponsible. But no. I have been... It was, unless you made money off your pottery. No, no, no. There's no money in, no money in pottery. But See, it is really fun. See, that's where you're wrong. What you do is you, take, you make the pottery, right? Yeah. You put the marijuana in it and you take it to America. Or... You make the pottery, and you make it look like really old pottery, and claim it's an artifact, and mm -hmm. sell it to a museum. Yeah, I think museums only take donations. Oh, really? I think it's great. As a person <laughs> who's made six pots, um, I would love to quit my job and, be, and just do <gasps> pot. I just do... got it. I took a class the other day, and I am I am in. I need to buy a wheel. Wow. Did you, oh, you did it on the wheel, right? Like yeah. like pinch like pinch pottery is fun, but like the wheel is I, where it's at. I we did some raku uh, pottery the other day, and oh. who else was in Gossip They did Girl. the the like pinch building. I just couldn't get into it. I just decided Gossip to do the wheel. Miller. I'm in. Do more girls. Yeah, that's amazing. Did anyone volunteer to ghost with you? 
with the wheel to ghost with me what does that mean oh i know the the movie ghost you know i've never seen it my boss was making a joke can we stop this is ridiculous i mean i get that you're doing a thing you made a a pot for your boss no he was saying that i need to to ghost or have you seen the movie ghost i have no love it patrick swayze was in it correct and there's a sexy pottery yeah him and Whoopi goldberg (laughs) that doesn't sound right but uh, he possesses Whoopi Goldberg at the end and then kisses old What's-Her-Face. And one time, Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson were in a movie, and they were together. Mm-hmm. Don't, they they don't. dated for a while. Yeah. What do you know about Ted Danson? Don't we have some questions for her? Yeah, we have some questions. I was trying to say was it, Wasn't Ted Danson in something called Booker? Yeah, he was. Uh, my favorite Booker episode was when he had to. <laughs> he got a new girlfriend and had to give away all his old underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I think I saw the pilot episode of that. That's all you saw? I think so, yeah. I think you like to bring up Booker because Kelsey Grammer was on one episode. Can we just point out that it's called Becker? (laughs) What did I say? Booker. You keep calling Uh, it Booker. It's Becker. Oh, sorry. Okay. And you, I just see. I'm sorry. We're Canadian. Getting more upset every time you say it. I'm saying confused. I just, I was. These questions were sent in by Renee Bergman. Okay. Hi, Renee. We love interacting with you. Yeah. <laughs> she She's not feeling interactive enough. <laughs> Question drinking. one. Do you think anybody actually enjoys flying a kite? Uh, Can you get enjoyment from flying a yeah, kite? Yeah. That's, rid- that's a ridiculous question. Of course you can. Now, you have to spend a little bit more money than like $1 at the Dollar Tree for a really? dollar kite. I don't think I've spent more than a dollar on a kite. One time we found a string that was hanging out of the air and we grabbed onto the string and we thought it must be attached to a kite and we just pulled and pulled and pulled on the string for <laughs> for about for about 2 hours. Oh. And we I don't know what it was attached to but it never came <laughs> home. We gave up. That's the story. There's no big ending? No, but it was the weirdest experience and we were like are we going to just we're going to commit to this thing. We're going to get this kite. And my husband, probably my boyfriend at the time, he was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get this kite. And they were like, why is there so much string? Like, what is it attached to? It was just this string that went up into the sky and there was miles of string. We were at it for hours and then we just gave up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you know what a mile is? It's a couple of kilometers. (laughs) We know conversion here. I, I feel like, and you thought it was a kite? Well, what else could it be? Right. And did you get enjoyment? from it yeah yeah it did yeah got it was pretty great she got enjoyment from it it wasn't even a real kite it was yeah. a fake kite Proof pudding. it was probably mm-hmm. attached to a spaceship you should have kept going <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm a little concerned about the spaceship now now as far as a kite i don't know can you get enjoyment maybe if like if you read an article on some hipster magazine saying you should enjoy kites yeah just out will enjoy it me personally <laughs> so much <laughs> I've been playing Kite Simulator on PlayStation VR, and I gotta say, it is a lot of fun. <laughs> is that a real thing? No, absolutely not. <laughs> You're the best. I was really hoping there was gonna be a dead raccoon on the end of the yeah, street. Yeah, when you said you found a string, now you said it was in the sky. Was it just hanging there? Yeah, it was literally just hanging out of the sky. And I just, I don't, like, I think if it, we looked around the park and we tried to find someone who would, like, take over with, with the big ball of string. <laughs> Now, hang on. Let me ask you a question. How many uh, pints of lager did you have before this story started? (laughs) One? No. Ah, 
Is a pint a lot? A pint? Is that like a gallon? In it's, a US? pint is like four gallons. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. That sounds right. So you and your boyfriend, husband at the time, you guys just get drunk and <laughs> hang out in the park. Maybe you you found the kite a long time ago and just kept passing around the same string. There was a lot of string. Like it's, I, I just love way, that story. There was way too much string for like like to this day. It's this thing that it is like it's not resolved. Like I still don't know. Wait, do you like what that was? And like, why would someone still, put so much string on one kite? Do you still live close to that park? <laughs> uh like it's. You, like I should go is back the there and look. Still there? Yeah. Is the string still there? With that much string, it has to. Stay when did this there. happen? Well, this is ancient history. This is probably ten years ago. It's I've still I've been to the park. I I think it would have made the news. <laughs> <laughs> Your pile of string <laughs> just keeps growing. I, I guess I Canada think. has different standards for news. Uh, yeah, but so they but they say that me? they say that the reason some sometimes people screw around with you and give you a book that doesn't have a good ending or a movie that doesn't have a good ending is because those actually stick with people in a way that a story like like a week from now you'll be like damn what was on the end of that string Um, yeah (laughs) we're all pretty in our minds it's a dead raccoon and there's no way we can (laughs) step away from that at this point i thought you were gonna say you guys pulled it for two hours and then found a dead raccoon (laughs) (laughs) how is a raccoon in the sky how is it up there? Oh, you did, it kept just coming from the sky? It kept coming from the sky. I don't know if you saw my gestures, but I'm doing like the hand no. over the hand rope yeah, climbing. I no, thought, it was literally a string but, from the I sky. You guys walking around the park following a string. That is no. creepy. I know. Raccoon. They're you, would, you would think you would be able to find someone to help you pull this magic string from the sky. Ooh, or you just know what take I over. Like, I should have found someone to take over. I think we did find someone to take over like a kid. Um, but it just seemed like too much to also give them our phone number and say, call us when you get it down. <laughs> Tell us what it was. You said this was about 10 years ago. Wasn't that about the time the kid got sucked up in the sky in a string <laughs> in Canada? I remember that. It was you know what I bet news. it was? I bet you were pulling something from uh, Mr. Dressup's tickle trunk. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of those magic strings. It just keeps going. Yeah, has- I figured I was pretty young when I figured out that. He just puts he preloaded specific items for each episode in that trunk. Yeah. There's no way that he had all that stuff in that trunk. He did. Don't besmirch his name. You guys are ready for question two? It's not as exciting as the kite I can't the string was killing me. Let's see if you have a story for this one. Uh what is the best kind of pie? And I think we can all agree. Should we all say it at once? Yeah. Okay, one, on the two. Hang on, hang on, three. hang on. Wait, wait. Are we doing American threes or Canadian threes? What's American that? is where you go on three. Canadian is where you wait a second after. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go on three. Okay. Okay, ready? So you one. say it on three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but like, how can you say that if you're also saying the word three? Three and go. <laughs> That's a Canadian. So Canadian one, three. Two, three pie. Mean like yeah, one, one, two, three, yeah, one, two, three pie. Okay, okay this is for the best kind of pie. Okay. Okay. One, one two, two, three. three pizza. We only heard I sweet potato. potato. <laughs> you said pie because <laughs> you're an idiot. What, what did, did you say? I said blueberry. Blueberry. But sweet sweet he potato. Said sweet potato. Oh, oh yeah. 
It's delicious. His it's mom delicious. made one a few years ago. Kind of tastes like a pumpkin pie. It tastes just oh, like... Oh, I can see that. Uh, and then he said pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just I likes would... the number. Well, um, you know what? Actually, I'm going to... Have you ever had the holiday pie from McDonald's? Yeah. I have a story about it. Okay. Okay. Which holiday? Okay. okay. <clears throat> so I went to McDonald's uh, just for a snack. You know? Oh, okay. Not for a meal. You're not an animal. No. no. <laughs> so, okay. So I was like, uh, I need a, I need a Coke and a holiday pie. And they said, they said, is Pepsi okay? And I said, I guess. So I pulled up to the window and they give me a Coke and a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That's, That's not good. true. That's no, just a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> they don't have Pepsi there. He's keeping yeah. it light. Yeah, this is, I have a fun. story. Uh, one time I went to McDonald's to get a holiday pie and there was just a string coming from the ceiling and I kept pulling it and apparently it was an electrical cord and I shut down that McDonald's. Did you get your pie? Yeah. I should have said empanada. Empanada. You can That's take not it. a pie. That's an empanada. Oh, okay. I said pizza. Pizza pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if I'm going to pick, it's going to be pizza pie. Uh-huh. Yeah. I prefer my pies to be savory. <laughs> like a meat pie. Meat pie, yeah. You ever had shepherd's oh. pie? Ooh, shepherd's well, pie. I love, yeah, I love, I love shepherd's pie. Do you guys all want to change your answer now? Kind of. Mm. When you said pie, my brain just went sweet, you know? But now I'm thinking mm-hmm. there's a lot out. of, there's a got a lot of good savory pies. Yep. Well, working in the cozy mystery genre uh, a big a big thing of selling books is to put like a picture of pie on the cover and it a really, cat yeah or and or a cat <laughs> or what a corgi yes if you can get a cat and a corgi in a pie or eating a pie Damn. <laughs> yeah i've I, got an idea for a book and don't steal this from me it's called the cat and corgi pie time mystery okay <laughs> <laughs> it's about this this cat and this corgi they're rescue animals. I want to point that out. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. good. They're rescue animals, and uh, they help their owners solve mysteries, and they always get pie as a treat. How would that? Uh, you start? had me. You had me at pie. You. you and really did, also, yeah. <laughs> she she works at a coffee shop. Uh, you know what? I think your murder mysteries are missing. A uh, sassy type police detective that comes in and does one-liners after the crime. Hmm. Oh, like takes off the sunglasses. Yes, exactly. That's a sunburn. Yeah, that'd be really good if they got burnt or there was sun involved. Yeah. Uh It's so hard to do like kind of more visual and cinematic gags. Just put it in a a book. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, in a ratio cave. Miami CSI. Yeah, he's he's just like he takes off sunglasses and he's like, hmm, looks like he bit off more pie than he could choose because yeah. the guy would be Damn, choking yeah, to death. Yeah, and then we'll throw pie in there. Yeah. And then the next one, I don't know. And if there was <laughs> a, I'm, I'm trying like to Like he stall, goes in and the dog's dead, so he says more like morgy, not corgi. <laughs> oh, no, that's good. <laughs> and morgy. then they take him to the morgue because it's dead bodies. You can't kill a dog. Well, the dog killed the guy then. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> And Don't then steal they, any of these ideas. <laughs> and then the mystery well, you, is how how the how the one foot tall corgi bit the six foot seven guy's throat. Yes, oh, you didn't bad. see the stilts. <laughs> corgi still. <laughs> Stop writing. <laughs> you didn't you didn't quite get the part where she inherits a beautiful old house yeah. from from a great aunt that she didn't know she had. Yeah, that's a that's an important part. 
That's the sequel. I just, I can't. Winner. I feel like these books need to be around twenty thousand words. I just can't put all that in there. <laughs> well, it's the opening opening chapter. She gets the mysterious letter, the call from the lawyer. Um, there's an airplane ticket waiting for her. She packs up her cat and her corgi and her pie. <laughs> and she goes stuff. off to start a new life, you know, as one does. Yeah. Now, uh, this question might be a little hard for you because you do live in Canada. Uh, question three, what state would be best to live in? Mm, that's not hard. She can figure that out. Yeah. There's uh, 50 of them to choose from. Well, there's three, really. I'd go with solid. <laughs> what about you? A solid state? No. Oh, I'd go with plasma. Yeah. I shut you up. Yeah. <laughs> um, which state would I? Which state would I live in? Sure. Um, Canada. Yeah. I would move to Canada. Can I come? Yeah, I would say any of the states that border on Canada are pretty amazing. Do you? Is all that backyard there yours? Um, about two feet of it is ours, and two then feet. I could probably build yeah. a small house there. Does yeah. that? Does that look like That's a? a a heart of roses or something? Yeah, what's that heart? Is that a wreath of... Oh, it was a... Wow, the resolution is really good. It was... um For a little while, I had uh, blue jays here. And so you put peanuts in the wire thing. Oh. And then it takes the blue jays <laughs> several... Why do you, take, uh, you know what the peanut and the wire thing means? No, I know. No, it's like when she was... Like, I know like what a... I'm, uh... I'm the XROB type, and I was like, yeah. Guys, I know what a bird feeder looks like. It's not. That's not a bird feeder. That's a heart of red. <laughs> it, but it is a bird feeder. You you put the peanuts in it, and then it takes them a while to get it out. It I was actually conducting Blue Jay bird intelligence tests for a while. I would for set up book? little, well, just for fun. I would set up little puzzles and little kitchen things to see if they could, like, get the peanuts out. I was trying to see if they could, like, use a rudimentary tool system because apparently they're smart <laughs> little nutcracker out there. <laughs> yeah well apparently they're smart like crows and so i was trying to see if i could kind of like train them and stuff train them to do something other than just follow me from room to room in the house and scream at me through the window well <laughs> I, th- I thought you know maybe i could do something with these guys but they were just here for one summer and they haven't been back in a while so I'm trying to like that's kind make- of a bummer make money off of them like train them to do make <laughs> like make ipads or something <laughs> well i could i could have had like a maybe like that. a like an insta like an instagram page or something with oh, my man. with my amazing blue jays i just thought of a great yeah. name for a book series oh and i don't gosh. want anybody to steal it so i'm gonna <laughs> hashtag it it's not uh it's not group of crows mystery not a thing. get it it's not i do i'm i'm Kind of impressed. I you like guys, it. You get it? The, the murder is implied. Yeah. Okay. Oh, would that be the punchline? Like, the murder is implied. Question. Get it? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Get it. I'm <laughs> yeah. That will be the subtitle underneath. Um, well, the so- number one rule of humor is explaining it makes it way better. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I you know what I love? I love hearing people talk about their time on Saturday Night Live. And I heard this one thing once and it just really stuck with me, which is that the performers who are on SNL love to relive their greatest bombs and they find that like really, really funny. And so they'll watch like their skit that went over the worst and they will just like laugh and laugh and laugh. And I actually experienced that when I was doing improv for a while. I would 
I got up with this one person and um, like the silence, the silence and like the hate that you feel coming <laughs> at you for like being bad, for like being terrible. It's um, I mean, it's really special. I mean, anyone can just get adoration and applause, but to like be able to stand up there and just be really terrible and to just endure that silence, it, it, it makes you feel powerful. Like you can get through anything after that. I don't see. I don't get that. Improv. I get it, it. Improv is not hard. Check this out. JDS improv something. No, I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I. It, please tell me that these are recorded somewhere. Oh my my worst hits. My worst. Just improv. just any of your improv. I oh, guess. I'm, no no I never got past just taking classes. There was this little community theater. I'm in a small town now. I used to live in Vancouver and I've since moved to a smaller town to enjoy a more leisurely lifestyle and we don't have a lot going on but they were doing improv classes at this little uh, theater um and we just never really quite got it all off the ground but it was a good mix of people and no one had a cell phone that could record (laughs) well it was um they were waiting for the really good improv i definitely get what you mean by like you having a bad moment and enduring it i think i would appreciate that more than a bunch of people fake laughing at least you know you you earned it yeah but it also gave me that taste of okay now i now i get it like because when you do improv with the other people who you're with um it's like you're at war together there's a lot of bonding but between the 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 troop the crew so i kind of i kind of get it it's like you're um and also i understand i went to an open mic for comedy and the comedians were really angry. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was as though, like, I was literally the only person there who was not also performing that night. <laughs> um, so that was awkward. Um, but they were, yeah, they were really, like, aggressive. But then when I got into doing improv and I did it myself, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. It's, it's like, it's like the far end of, like, trying to be a people pleaser, which you know, most nice people are. Most nice people are people pleasers and they want to make everyone happy. But to like just get out there and to just be like, no, I'm going to upset you and make you regret paying $5 to be here. It's like a, it's like you're taking back your power. If you think that's good, you should try writing a sequel to a book series that only me and my brother want to listen to. <laughs> yeah, but you're not take making your, people angry about take it. Take your just, power you know, back. Just, just, take just, your just, power. Just <laughs> Um, also on the subject, if you, they say, if like, you're not going to do it because we told you to, when you write another Eli Carter book, if he runs into, uh, two brothers named Josh and Corey, we'll just know that that's a nod to us. And a third cooler guy named Josh. Who's trying to buy the other two's underwear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe, okay, how about this? Josh and Corey have a horse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I get what you're going for. Yeah. It's not. It's never and funny when you it. do this. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Josh is the horse because he has a horse face. Yeah. Oh. Is it is it true that uh, in your first uh, witches the wisteria witches? Yeah, wisteria witches. You said that blue jays can speak. Is that true? They can. They can. They can. They're they're from the crow family. Oh, I didn't can. even realize that's where you were doing all your research. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah. crows can talk. Crows can speak, yeah. What? Mimic, what do they say? Mimic human speech. Crows? Those scary 
huge birds. Are you thinking of vultures? Or <laughs> yeah, I don't know what your friends look like actually, black birds, right? Is oh, it, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of vultures. Is it crows that can speak or is it ravens? Or am I Well the Raven can speak. Yeah. And yeah. that's so Raven spoke. That's true. That's so she Raven. Did. She spoke. She spoke to our generation. <laughs> she did. She did. That's so she, Raven. She's a survivor. She made it out of the Cosby show. Hey, I have I have a question for you. Um what do you think is the best state to live in? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mm. Wait, was it we have solid state plasma? Liquid. No, that was a gas. joke we made. Solid liquid and gas are the main states of mm. matter. What What do you think the best state in the United States is? The United States. Well, I've America. I've been to Oregon. Mm. I liked it. Yeah. That's, awesome. uh, that's as far as I've been into the states. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> are you? Uh, oh my God. I hope the microphone's gone. Did I say? <laughs> Did I say it wrong? No, he's so mm. dumb sometimes. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Articles of Confederation? <laughs> no. Nope. Is that an English thing? Yeah. It's the precursor to the Constitution. Oh. And in that, uh, there's, there's a statement that Canada, if it wants to be admitted as a state, will instantly be brought in to these great United States. Mm. And so we only... I, Need one Canadian <laughs> to agree. <laughs> we only need one Canadian to agree. So um, that's in there. I'm sorry we brought you on this podcast under false pretenses, <laughs> but we need you to agree. Well, on behalf of myself and Seth Rogen and all the other Canadians, sure. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's Why do not? It. We'll start the merger. <laughs> I think I'd move to Canada. <laughs> I'm probably... I'm not gonna if I if I'm moving it's out of here. Oregon's not a bad choice, I think. Kind of depends on what kind of life you it's want. It's a little spicy. <laughs> <laughs> spicy. Yeah, the season. Oh Is that what you're gosh. talking about? Uh, the herb. Last question. Oh, herb. Yeah, it's Wait, a herb. He he thought when you said Oregon, he, in his brain he thought you meant oregano. <laughs> no, Oregon. <laughs> Oregon is a state. And a spice. Okay, I'm going to change herb. my answer to tarragon. Yes. Tarragon, okay. That's yeah. the scarier of the two, I agree. <laughs> question five. No. The last one. Why don't you do question four? Question four. Second to last question, as I was saying. What is the saddest book you have ever read? Juice? Me? Yeah. Cujo. Cujo. Have you, did you yeah. actually read it? Don't lie. I listened to the audiobook. Did you? Is that good enough? Yeah. It's good enough for me. I mean, if it has to be the book I read, it's probably looking for Alaska. But I got over that. Oh, yeah. Find a Slime Girl. You haven't finished it. I finished the first edition. Slime Girl Year One. Uh, you know, this is a this is maybe not a popular answer. Oh my God. Odd <laughs> Thomas. Did you read Odd Thomas? Yeah. Oh, that that oh, is that right is... up there. Yeah. That was actually, and I I mean I read that in high school, but yeah, that was a that was a heartbreaker. Um. I just finished the the whole series of book nine and book nine. There are nine books. Yeah. yeah. And Holy book nine comes back to it all. And it's like he's in the same place and it talks a lot about Stormy. And it was devastating. I just finished that like two days ago and I was bummed all day. Yeah, yeah wow. that was hard. It was yeah. just... Book nine is a good ending. No. Yeah. It'd be a better ending. It's like, ha, ah, she's back to life. Everything's fine. <laughs> 
He deserved that, but he also deserved what happens in book nine. He wins the lottery. Oh, that's all right. What's your <laughs> what's your saddest book? Dollars. Does he keep pulling a string and he gets a free yes. kite? Oh my gosh. There's a scratch off at the end. Of it. <laughs> uh, saddest book, honestly, I read uh, my when I got started in writing. Uh, the creative writing teacher was a woman who was a, a Holocaust survivor, and she wrote kind of like a memoir. And I read that back to back with one of the. Uh, it was another post-apocalyptic book, and after reading those two books Water back World. to back, I <laughs> oh I can't think of it. But um, after reading those two back to back, like I was probably clinically depressed just from the two books. I felt really um, you know like fearful of like the world and how quickly humanity can turn, and it was scary. Yeah. I, yeah. This is probably not a popular stance, but. Um... That you Adolf guys are against the Holocaust. Jerk. We are we are <laughs> yeah. against the Holocaust. We've said that yeah. publicly several times. But I can tell you this: the the solace I take in what you said is that if we did end up in a post-apocalyptic situation, I would not have to deal with it for long because I'd be dead pretty quick. Yeah, he's not. A yeah, as soon as the Wi-Fi as, goes out, as soon as the Wi-Fi is gone, <laughs> someone's gonna get me. No more Fraser. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> they would get you your VR Fraser. <laughs> trying yeah. to cure his depression by watching Fraser in VR, and someone just shoots him. And then, but then, what if like I just I become maybe I go into Fraser? Yeah, yeah. the bullet just shoots me right into the Fraser world. <laughs> oh, like a being John Malkovich kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. and then I hear the blues are calling. <laughs> One of my teachers at the school with John Malkovich. She's thinking now she wants to write lit RPG. Yeah. She didn't realize that you could be in a Frasier world. Well, you know John Malkovich went to school there, right? Yeah, his sister well, was in Carbondale. Yeah. In Benton. Why do you point there? Like, Benton, I know. the high school is over there. I don't know that. And that care. duplex we rented was from his brother. John Malkovich lives lived in Benton, where we are right now. There's a big... Uh, Big cardboard cutout. <laughs> if I met, if I met John Valkovich, I don't, I don't think I would tell him to his face that I loved him. He doesn't. Well, you know, like, I, I appreciate oh, yeah. him. Look, I'd walk right by him. That's that's the thing. Uh, you think you would see these celebrities and be like, oh my gosh, but unless you're at a place with celebrities, you're probably like, well, that guy kinda looks like John Malkovich. But what if it's not? That'd be embarrassing to go up to him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were in, I mean, we lived in Vancouver for, I've lived there for 20 years and we had a retail store and you probably know they shoot a lot of, they shoot a lot of TV and stuff in Vancouver. Call it Hollywood North. So. Yeah, um, they shoot the flash there. They do shoot the flash there. Did you meet Grant Thompson? Did you meet Supergirl? No. No. Supergirl. Cool. Can you let her tell her, tell us who she met? Proceed with your story. (laughs) No, I mean it's not really a big deal, but uh, we have a we have a board game store in Vancouver, and uh, just every now and then, like actors and people would just come through. We sold a chess set to Robin Williams and R.I.P. Yeah, I know. And um, who was it? Oh yeah, um, Matthew Perry from (laughs) Matthew Perry from Friends. Uh, My husband sold him some party games, and he said the best part is that Matthew Perry was actually being matthew perry in the story he was joking around he was like made jokes 
He's all yeah. like, I'm married to Monica now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually kind of sad. He's he's in a delusion. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't delusion. Did you guys know Matthew Perry then? Yeah. Well, yeah. he was in the show where his wife died, and it wasn't very good. He oh, was. You didn't there. like that, but like Mr. K was on that. He was Mr. like the K whole supporting cast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we really liked that show, but. But that was that was before Netflix bought Mr. K. So. Oh, he's. I don't know what the actor's name is. I just call him Mr. K now. But he was amazing in Fleabag and just like everything. I don't oh, know. Speaking of, is. have you guys seen Fleabag? Is that the sequel to The Littlest Hobo? <laughs> 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 no, that's Fleabag. No. Oh. oh. No, I haven't seen Fleabag. I don't know what that is or the show you're talking about. Uh, the show I was talking about called Mr. Sunshine. Oh. Matthew Perry's wife died while texting and driving. Isn't that just like uh, the show with what's his name, whose wife died? Um, ah, what's his face? Oh, Afterlife. Yes. With Ricky, with Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. yeah. No, his Did wife you guys didn't like die while texting. She died. That was the Afterlife was good. Afterlife was, right. was not funny. No, it wasn't as funny as it could be. I I did like. Yeah, when I don't. He, no, <laughs> have you have you watched anything recently from Ricky Gervais? He's not like he <laughs> yeah. doesn't do the uh, funny thing. But well, like there was a joke. Was like the mentally handicapped dude where he had the old folks home. Yeah. Um, that Derek? was hard to watch. Yeah. Derek. Yeah. That was. I love that. Movie. He is hilarious as a mentally handicapped guy. Do you remember when Ricky Gervais brought <laughs> his nephew to the cafe and they got the fish fingers? But his nephew had to get two fish fingers. They went and get one to Ricky Gervais. Oh, yeah. That was in the that show we were just talking about. I already <laughs> forgot the name of it. We're not good podcasters, if you haven't noticed. I like all the, the pop culture references that would, only we know. Would yeah, you like but, to hear my favorite Matthew Perry movie? Yes. Wait, he was in movies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The one you oh. guys... Oh, that's a TV show, Mr. Sunshine. He was, was in, he in a, like a body swap one? Yeah, he was. He was in that. Uh... My favorite one he was in is called Numb, and he has oh, this uh, like clinical disease where he can't really feel emotions, so he he like shoplifts pens to try to feel feel something. It was you're, a really good movie. You're not telling it correctly, but that's not. I feel the, like you're. I feel like you're pulling my leg. I feel like you're just. No, it's a real movie. It's starring Matthew <laughs> Perry, and he 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 does his disease isn't that he can't feel anything. It's that he can't understand that reality exists so he feels like he might be a character in something or he might none of it might be real he just doesn't yeah it's a it's a a real thing i really liked it oh like a disassociative state yes exactly apparently that's quite common yeah we all we all get there sometimes (laughs) yeah oh cool okay well i'll have to look that up you should check it out i did you guys see the movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman, where he huffs gas throughout the whole movie. Oh. Sideways. Hoff on hoff. Hoff on hoff. Hoff That was good. Yeah, our joke is that it was a pretty good movie, except for that part where he was huffing the gas. <laughs> well, you know. Which is what he was doing throughout the whole so. Oh, so the whole movie, I get you. It was yeah, and you're like, you're like yelling at the screen, like don't huff the gas, don't, and then he's just he just does it, he keeps huffing the gas. Yeah, but I don't know what your cars run on in Canada, but gasoline smells so right. It does. (laughs) That's like uh, I really like the smell of matches, but they burn when you get them close. (laughs) Do you like them when they're on fire? Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. (laughs) One last question, guys. Are you ready for this very last question? Oh, yeah. 
If yes. you had to fight a celebrity MMA style, who mm. would it be? Seymour Hoffman. I'm trying to think. Who's the dude who Vern played Troyer's, Rain Man? Vern, I could probably take him out. Dustin Hoffman. Vern, oh. Vern Troyer's dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Warwick Davis. Well, are you trying to are you trying to win or are you well, trying yeah. to create? We're, not, we're not fighters. I don't know if you, you don't want to take the losers pot. That's for sure. Right. Warwick Davis. It'd be Warwick Davis. He's elderly now. He's elderly. <laughs> he's which is a, big a thing. little person. No, I think no. Warwick Davis would be a tough fight. No. He's so short to the ground. He's, yeah. He's no, but that's the thing. Like, I would have disagreed with Corey 10 years ago. Now, he's he's on in years. Yeah, they're not making a Willow, too. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> Who would you I mean, fight? You could make an old Willow. <laughs> you definitely could, easily. He could make a Willow. But, but didn't someone accuse him of being a rapist? No. How no. would he even do that? Didn't, didn't some guy be like, stay away from Warwick Davis? He's a rapist. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but you can just say whatever you want now. Remember when people were saying all these bad things about about Bill Cosby? Hey, who would you find? <laughs> <laughs> who, who would I pick? Yeah. Um, well, the first the person who came to mind, because with improv, you got to go with your first idea. Uh, whereas with comedy writing, you got to go with like your fourth idea. But um, my improv answer is the guy who was the bad guy on Ghost, and then he also played the president on that TV series. Because I, wow. I heard a funny story Martin from Sheen? him. No, I can't think of his name. He's he, not very well There was a bad guy in Ghost? You're really obsessed with Ghost. Tonight. I thought Patrick Swayze was the yeah. bad guy. He was a freaking ghost. Oh, he's a good guy, yeah. So anyway, so the bad guy, I saw an interview with him once, and he said that like things happened to him where like an old lady came up, an old lady came up to him in the airport and said, you're a very bad man and like hit him or something because she didn't know who he was, but she just knew that she hated him because she hated him from the movie. So I think, I think I would like to be, what is it called? Tony, Tony Goldwyn. Yeah. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. It's, it's and, he, and, he, like... and he plays the gross sex crazed president on that series. Yeah, I and mean, he's I supposed guess. to be sexy, and I, I don't get it. He's not sexy. But I would I would like to fight with him because I think I would feel good yeah, punching him. I think a good, it. safe answer would be, like, Kevin Spacey, right? That's funny, because you said with improv, you got to go to your, your first instinct. My first instinct was this, the bad guy from the Double Dragon movie. Like, wouldn't you want to fight that guy? No, that guy would kick our asses. Well, this is you have to understand. Twenty years ago, my first instinct was The Rock. Oh, oh but you said what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking like you miss Robin Williams that much. I was just thinking like I'm not gonna win the fight. I'm, it doesn't matter who I you pick. Can see the headlines now. Rock beats little girl to death. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't the, feel the comfortable article, having you anywhere near Kevin Spacey. The article would read up. <laughs> yeah. Beating a dead horse. How the Rock <laughs> won his first MMA fight. Um, but yeah, Kevin Spacey. But then I guess you good. could also go with like the actor who played Joffrey. Oh you know, yeah. He's yeah. a very hated celebrity yeah, for, for a person he played. What if he buffed up in the meantime? Oh, he's, I mean, he's a young, he's a spry guy. Wait, Joffrey, he was uh, Barry, right? From, no. Oh, which one was Joffrey? Joffrey's the blonde one who was king. Oh. Barry was never king. Yeah, that dude was sure. Oh, uh, who was the, I can't think of his, John Goodman. John Goodman. Oh. Oh man, if we all He's three old. tried to gang up on John Goodman. You're not gonna beat John Goodman. We might he lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, I forgot he did lose a bunch of weight. <laughs> He's bulked up. You just don't touch him. It'd be like fighting that JK Thompson guy. 
Or, or uh, was it J.K. Simmons? J.K. Rowling. No, <laughs> the dude who played uh, 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 J. Jonah Jameson. Oh yeah, Schillinger. Did you, did you see the pictures of him? <laughs> He's Buffed scary. Up. He played a Nazi for so many years. Why did you fight him? He uh, was Juno's dad, and he was gonna punch. Oh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Oh, safe answer. Oh, I could kick Michael Sarah's ass. I'm pretty sure. Yep. I think I could do it. He just won. Josh won. Man. So you agree with Michael Sarah? I kind of thought you'd pick a girl, but you went straight for a dude, huh? (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was what it was. Number one thing that came to mind. Do you you think about the movie Ghost a lot? I do, yeah. I did a year of pottery, man. It's all you talk about. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many, how many ghost references? You're gonna have to actually watch it. I know so many ghost references. I I didn't understand what my boss was trying to say when or why he was his boss a joke. kept coming up behind uh, you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit weird, but you know what? Well, then you then you have to watch the episode of Community where they do all the ghost pottery references on Community. Oh, then you don't too. have to actually sit down. And waste the time watching Ghost. I did like the pottery course. Uh, Just it was pretty touchy feely because of Ghost. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg was in Ghost. Yeah, that's true. And she dated Ted Danson. Is that right? Is that true? Whoopi Goldberg was in Ghost. She was. She was in. There was a rule. She was in 50% of the movies for a few years. Can I tell you 50% something? of all movies? Can yeah, just, just for one? for a brief period of time. But that's that, see that's Sister messed act, up because brother act. Or no. yeah, okay, but it did. But it did seem like she was in. She was in a lot of movies. She was in all the movies for a while. Yeah, yeah she was dating Ted Danson. And I you think know, that's what got her where she was going. Also, I went to I believe it was Universal Studio Boardwalk something like that, and they have a tram tour. And she was also the the video host on the tram tour. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't she? Was she on yeah, Star Trek? She was what? Was she on Star Star Trek? Yeah, uh, she was in. She was. Tyrannosaurus like Next Generation. Rex. She she played Gyna in Next Generation. Oh yeah. And guess who never had sex with her? Riker. Captain Picard. Riker. Wow. So did Captain she Picard? She was the only one on the ship. That Riker didn't get to. <laughs> Riker, I guess, just ran out of time. He would have got to. Her Given enough time. <laughs> did you Did you ever watch Star Trek: The Next Generation? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Do you notice Riker had sex with everyone? <laughs> you know, I was pretty young when it was on the air. I didn't pick up those adult kind of themes. Riker was pretty adult. Tell her the Riker story. The Rikers. Oh, okay. So there's this episode of The Next Generation, right? It's, okay. Just it's shut up, Josh. Story. I know. She's gonna, it's just, we gotta go soon. He has to tell her before she leaves. We tell. Yeah. Okay. Go I know. On. We tell it every episode. <laughs> it's a good story. It's kind of our thing. So there's this chick. I'm sorry. This woman. Uh, <laughs> there's this woman, right? And uh, she's on the ship, and Riker is staring at her, right? And she says, "What's the matter? Haven't you ever seen a woman before?" And Riker goes, "I thought I had." Oh. Uh, you'd be buying all new underwear after that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, we would be getting so married. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, Chuck Polternich wrote that. Um, Chuck Polner? That's him. Well, I think that's all the time we have today. <laughs> 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 would you uh, like to plug yourself? Where can people buy all your books and send you eight billion copies of Ghost? <laughs> <laughs> send me a fan email, such. 
Um, so my oh, website before is... You, before you do oh. that, I just want to ask you a quick question, and we can cut this out. Uh, do you want to write some ghost fan fiction with me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, Ted, with Ted Danson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it yeah. later. Like, I don't want them stealing my ideas. I'm thinking. Yeah, maybe- you know, I never, I never wrote fan fiction, but like, I kind of get it now. Like, um, did you watch? Um, oh, we're done here. But um, people of Earth, people of Earth. Did you watch that? What was on? That was a TV show or a yeah. movie or something. No, I've never heard of it. Well, it was so good, and they only did two seasons, and I loved it so much that, and this other friend of mine that we, we talked about writing fan fiction of it, just so we could have more. Uh, yeah, I know someone who wrote a bunch of King of the Hill scripts, because <laughs> they really liked it. Wow. So what yeah. we'll do, just cut this out so no one steals our idea. So Ted Danson, <laughs> right, he, he, he dies and becomes the ghost, but his corgi and his cat died with him, so they have to go live in a haunted house and solve mysteries. Oh, see, that's that already exists. That's already a series. So. And then, and then the ghost dad shows up. Ghost dad and grounds him. Yeah, ghost dad shows and up and grounds starts, him. He gets caught slipping pills in people's drinks. Can you just ghost not, dad. I understand. Stop bringing that up. Okay. I think that's isn't that sixth sense? <laughs> ghost dad. Yeah. Definitely. It's it's weird. We're not used to having people who are still enjoying talking to us after an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh no, you guys are awesome. I would I would hang out with you guys anytime. I'm glad you said that because we we're all about to get evicted. <laughs> <laughs> are you coming to Canada? Yeah, I yeah. heard you have like five foot of land to give away. <laughs> we have what? We have oh yeah, five feet of land just over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It actually there is an empty lot over here. So so it's basically yours. It's it's available. Yeah. If it's empty and you're near it, it's yours. Yep. If you mow it for long enough, I heard you get the squatter's rights. Squatter's rights. <laughs> yep. I don't, well, oh, it's Canada. Good. We don't. That's might not be true. L squatter's rights. L squatter's rights. Wait, they're French. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's la. La. Okay. Squatter's rights. All right. Don't let us bug you. Go ahead and just plow through any stupid thing we say and plug yourself. Oh sure. Okay. So if you want to hear my podcast that I do under my mortal name. It's called Seven Funny Things with Jesse and Tamara. And if you want to read my books, which are pretty good, except for the ones of the series that I didn't finish, um, <laughs> that you probably shouldn't read because then you'll just be mad at me for not writing more. Uh, all good. my books are listed on AngelaPepper.com. Well, if you think about it with Ghost Hackers, it's it's so perfect because I didn't drive it into the ground. I didn't ruin it. You left us wanting more like more. George Costanza. Well, Josh's yeah. favorite uh, series is The Simpsons, and it's being driven into the ground for the last 13 years. So I think he could go with another book. <laughs> I think I heard that. Was that the one where it died with the whole Principal Skinner, where they threw away the whole thing just for one episode? Yeah, that's that's what we've been told. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of YouTube. Josh, maybe you should just <laughs> write some fan fiction to her book. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Some ghost hacker um, fan fiction. Yeah, send it to just her. take over. You can just yeah, take over. Yeah, if you're not doing it anymore, I'll just keep writing it under your name. Ooh. We'll go from there. Well, she, you, she'll publish you. You can write it under Joshua Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could be, I could, JP. I could be your illegitimate lost brother. Yep. Yep. From America. From America. <laughs> well, I'm sure your dad did a little traveling. <gasps> oh. <laughs> so, uh, I wish, I wish, you know, 
I feel I feel jealous of like there was one year that two people that I knew found out that they had an illegitimate half brother and I was like super bummed because I never had a brother and I thought I wish I wish I was getting an illegitimate half brother like late in life that you just get to meet yeah, like, that'd be really cool. I remember wish some random American would pick up my series. Just, just remember when that happened to Peyton on One Tree Hill. Okay? Yeah, it's not always great. Sometimes people fake being your brother and try to try to kill you. Yeah. Mm, I don't think that happens me. every time. I yeah. I uh, subscribed to your podcast and I liked every episode, so you should be hitting the uh, top of the iTunes. <laughs> our I mean, our listenership like went from twenty to twenty-one. Yeah, I'm also subscribed. I'm looking right now to see what your listenership is. Wait, you can see that? You can see how many people subscribe. I just don't remember. Oh, really? Oh, that's embarrassing. Is yeah, it like two? No. I don't know. I don't remember. I'll tell you once I get it. I'll send you an email. Yeah. Okay. Well, nope. it's really fun. We really we really enjoy doing the podcast and just putting it out there. Do you edit your episodes? I do, yeah. It made is a it? big It it was so it was so much fun because no. I was able Getting, to... Editing episodes to... sucks so much. No, she likes it because she could cut out anything clever that her friend said, and then <laughs> she could yeah. sound really smart. See, now... That's exactly you, what I do. <laughs> your episodes are around 30 minutes long. How how do you like that format? How long do you guys usually record? Because this podcast actually started as a 15-minute podcast, and now we're like hour, hour and a half. It also started as a twice a week podcast. <laughs> it's true. Well, how it's long does Joe Rogan go? Doesn't he talk for about four hours with a guest? We don't know. We don't we, believe Joe Rogan's Yeah, real. but he pays someone wow. to edit. It's going to take me six hours to edit this. We're worried Joe Rogan's going to start stealing our material. Yeah. That's our biggest fear. We're hoping to get in syndication one day, so whenever Joe Rogan's not on, they just put in one of our episodes. That, but y'all are, y'all are on the same, you're on the same feed though, aren't you? You're on, like, we, do you have separate sound for your guest and for each other? No. No, we don't believe in that. Oh, well, the cool part, <laughs> let me recommend, if you're ever doing a two-person podcast, get the microphones on separate feeds because then you could just mute the other person well, in the editing room. <laughs> I don't believe in that. That sounds like it's uh, too legitimate for us. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> we don't feel like it's fair to mute someone. And sometimes when you podcast, you forget that you say such funny things. And if you get muted out, you can't laugh. Right. Well, all I do with the editing is we just, like, often we'll look at each other and then we'll both start to talk at the same time. So I'll just take those out, mm. those little those little bloops or sometimes uh so we'll put out a 30 minute episode and we might record for about 45 minutes and things might kind of take a weird wander and not go anywhere (laughs) that's our whole podcast if we took all that out we'd have nothing do you want to talk about fraser again (laughs) (laughs) anyway but it was it was fun to take what i know from editing dialogue in a book and in a scene and to to apply that to doing sound editing it was really fun. I would, do you, do you I would happily your own books? my own books. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just send them to a proofreader basically. Okay. Do you want to do the editing on mine for free? Oh That's yeah, I do. I want to do that. Okay. I'll send you the next one as soon as it's finished. <laughs> should, should be pretty soon. Do you have That's a narrator awesome. handy too? <laughs> I work with some great narrators. Yeah, there are so are many talented people out there. Um, Steve would do the opening. 
Do you have a, a Patreon? Have you thought about that? Me? No. Like for the podcast? I or for should. anything. Just like no, authors just... me for... Authors have a yeah. Patreon. I mean... No, I like... thought we established that I'm just an artist and I don't care about money. Oh, that's right. Uh, then we, then we established that's that. So <laughs> but then you can really see where the people are. So if you start one and start a tier and be like, okay, if we have 50 people on this tier, I will write the new... Eli book and <laughs> oh yeah I do I kind of like that I like the idea I like the idea of well there's so many things but then like I'm only one person and I have you know it's crazy you try to do all these things in one day and I would have all these know. ambitions and she has a cat she's got a pet for at least 10 hours she, of that. it's 100 years old if she pets it she's gonna break it she just has to give it medicine twice and then leave it alone I don't know what you're complaining about I recall someone offering to take over the Eli Carter series for mm-hmm. you, and then you my brother to go back to America. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you the cat. Oh, please and do. And I think you're gonna agree that he's the cutest cat. Here he is. Oh, he's a big top hat. <laughs> wow, that's feet. a 20 year old cat. That cat. Yeah, and he's got little white feet. It's oh, like a baby. Yeah, yeah he, he looks very healthy for being 20. Yeah. Would you please? 21, right? Would you please pet that cat for me? Hey, not to brag on my my buddy JDS here, but one time he pet seven dogs in one day. One day, I, <laughs> I heard I did, about that. I did not. <laughs> I did hear. I did hear that one. Who are we talking to? No, he was not impressed. No, probably Luke Daniels. He wasn't impressed about anything we no. did. Oh really? Oh, he sounded pretty happy on the podcast. <laughs> What's funny is when you guys talk to someone, it sounds like you. I'd think, oh, have they just known him for a long time? But we, no. No, I just push the envelope of how people should be talked to. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sometimes we just make wild accusations and hope they pan out. Yeah. Like, before we go, did you want to talk about the time you killed that guy? <laughs> All right. Um, my sister and I actually were talking one day. And I said something about having that scary dream that in the past that she killed someone with her friends and they buried them in the yard. And she got all quiet and she said, whereabouts in the yard? (laughs) (laughs) And um, it turned out that she had also had the same dream and that it it had been her and her friends who killed someone. It was like a hobo or something. And that she and I... Wait, the littlest hobo? (laughs) No, no. No, this was a medium-sized hobo. I remember (laughs) this. Full-size hobo. I had the same dream. Uh, just saying, dream... if you're, if she had the dream and you had the dream, you might want to do a little investigating or forget about it completely. Because well, the there's... weirdest part is that we both picked the same place. Mm-hmm. Like, we both dreamed yeah. about the same place on the property where we buried the body. Isn't that weird? Uh, weird or you guys just have repressed <laughs> memories? <laughs> I've just, I've just, weird or, or exhibit A. <laughs> so is that but, where you record your podcast right there? I, I see, see two mics. Oh, here? Yeah. yeah, actually that's our setup. Yeah, we have a mixing board and. Oh man, I love how she has yeah. a, a professional podcasting studio and she is talking to us on a headset. I, oh yeah. I yes. love your cardboard box you have there on the table. That's my that's my sit stand monitor that I put on this. Actually, the the mic sound does not sound bad. It doesn't, and I think it's hilarious that you hired a guy to wear a mask and stand outside of your window for the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right behind me. Is that your sister with a shovel back there? 
Yeah. It was weird, though. It was so, apparently, it's very common. It's a stress dream that people have. Like, uh, not as common as showing up to school naked or showing up for never had any final of exam. Or, yeah. I don't but, think it's common that you and your sister both dreamed about burying a body in the same place. <laughs> yeah. I think you should look a little more into that. Fishy. Yeah. And now you write, like, murder. Murder mystery thing. And you try to cutesy them up like murder's not a big deal. Yeah. Just put a little cat on the cover. <laughs> oh, that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part about writing that genre is just hitting the tone right. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. You just make them laugh when they die. Like yeah. she finds the dead body and she's like, ah, those they're those people normally have heads. That's funny. Uh, yep. That guy got a big head. Now it's gone. <laughs> but I'm that's why my book's gonna be so. You good. sure knew how to get ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't scream in the mic, which really disappoints me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was we used to do that. We used. <laughs> We're dead. The, our podcast is way too long. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> You said people he, can buy your books on Amazon. I don't know why he's worried Amazon. about it. I don't know why Josh is worried about it. He does not have to edit this. He has to pay for the electricity. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's not what I mean. I mean, it's been going on for like six years. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> we, had, we had some gems. We've had some gems. <laughs> we used to not interview people. It just used to be the three of us. We're very well, topical, too. too, because we used to talk about Area 51 before everybody started talking about it. We yeah. did. <laughs> in the podcast and the... oh yeah okay uh did you say everywhere people can find you, you i think i you... did yeah uh angelapepper.com is that what you said that's right yep and you can buy your books from there yes yep at all major retailers Even wait walmart wait, what uh all major ebook retailers oh okay. right. ebook retailers <laughs> i don't okay. know no, all right now uh as tradition would you like to add the pod in the podcast in the traditional way is that where I ask you how we end the podcast? <laughs> That's one way to do it. I, l- I heard like, I've listened. I've something. No, it's something like that. Something meta. Something like that. Well, the the way we end the podcast is we ask the guest to end the podcast in the traditional way, and then they don't know what to do. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've Whoa. noticed, but one of our things is that we like to make the guests uncomfortable. But we do this in threefold. <laughs> We talk to them like we know them. We make fun of each other aggressively, and then we have them end the show we say we're doing. It's brilliant. Well, I think that's about it for me, folks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded so grown-up-y. Um, thank you for having me on, guys. It's been really cool to meet you. It's the best part. It, it's the best part about being in this world. It's like the other people. Mm-hmm. It is. It's the best part to create this great writing partnership we've come up with yes going forward all all your books will i can't believe she's gonna publish by angela pepper and josh hatfield yeah so that'll be good i'll get me out there not to not to jump in but i i did write a book called the haunted living room (laughs) if you're well yeah you gotta get your name out there i'm proud of you for if you would like to publish me as well you just let me know yeah it's it's hard work just publishing someone like oh well mine's there's, only there's so much admin probably do it today yeah you can get it done mm-hmm. yeah like like now that i'm doing publishing of other people i understand why all the publishing companies rip off the authors <laughs> and keep them in the oh, dark so you're gonna do that too <laughs> no thing. i'm not but you just think okay well i get it now oh and my husband is working on his sci-fi trilogy and i have to publish his thing and oh wait he's a writer too yeah the- he's 
Oh, uh, he um, he started he started a couple years ago, and he had like this whole idea for this trilogy. And I started running this local writers group because I didn't know any people in this town that I moved to, and so. I started a thing on the internet with just, I said, come and meet at Starbucks and we'll have a writing club. And then he came with me because I was afraid of, you know, people, scary people from the internet. And he, that first night he did the writing exercises with everyone else and he kind of got hooked and now he is working on his trilogy. Well, when he, when he publishes, he can come on the podcast. (laughs) Awesome. He was already on. Oh, he was already on? He was here. He was here briefly. He just didn't talk. So he doesn't have a book out yet? No, not yet. No, but it's, it's hard because he's seen, he's seen the highs and lows. He's seen like the, the emotions involved and like how heartbreaking it can be at times to like live this as a career. And so he kind of sees everything coming. I I think he's taking a long time to do his final revisions because he's afraid of doing it, of getting out there. I have some advice for him. Mm -hmm. He needs to quit worrying about a trilogy and just put out one. (laughs) Yeah. Three bucks when you got one to do. Well, if you need someone to uh, read it and edit it for free. Well, I'm not going to edit it. You don't want me to edit it. I promise you. But if you want someone to read it, you know, and just tell them whether or not it's good or bad, I can do that. No reasons why. No, 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 yeah. No no critiques. (laughs) If you need someone who was in special ed for many years (laughs) and has dyslexia to read it, I can. I can write it. I can edit it. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, good luck to you guys in all of your endeavors, and I'll be listening to your podcast. Consider your audience to have grown by one. So that Ditto. puts us at one. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the episode, we, we've got a backlog, apparently, so look for it, hopefully, maybe in about a month. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I will, I'll be in touch when we put it out. Oh, you'll, see awesome. it, you'll see it soon, probably. <laughs> Not to make promises, but maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, you guys. Well, thanks right. for having me on. You go play right. with your cat. Have a good I night. will, yeah. Bye. Josh, you're aware of. We I might, okay, we yeah. might refer to him as Jush at some point. We get confused. <laughs> it's it's hard doing a, a audio, you know, podcast with two Joshes, but we make it work. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait okay. till tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow we're talking to another Josh, so it's yeah. gonna be. Oh no. Josh Tastic. It's Josh Grove, <laughs> so we're all pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> you guys pulled some pretty big guests. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got you. Hey, best friends. Thanks for listening to JVJ Podcast. This week, we have a very special announcement. Your favorite podcast host, Josh Hatfield, published his first book on Amazon. That's right. The long-awaited Slime Girl is up and ready for you to buy. We'll leave a link in the episode's description. Here's a little bit about the book. In the year 2101, most people spend most of their free time in islands, a virtual world that lets you be whoever you want to be. Sylvia Grohl is a 19-year-old starting college when she learns that relationships can get complicated when you're not being honest. Things take a turn for the worst when she starts receiving creepy packages in the mail. 
Will she be able to unravel the mystery before it's too late? Or will she have to face the consequences of her own actions? Action, adventure, demons, slime girls, this book has it all. (laughs) Wow, that sounds like one hell of a book. I know I would buy it. How about you?